Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL Leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. This week, we have Chad Opal on the show. But before we get to him, I want to thank my four sponsors. First, NWO IT Services, Synchrony HR, Enterprise Bank and Trust, and the Tom James Company. The Tom James Company, crafted using your exact measurements, custom clothing is the perfect expression of who you are or who you intend to be. It's about getting what you want, the right fit, the right fabric, the right details, and the right style. Ben Lawler with the Tom James Company helps you choose from over 500 custom suit fabrics and 250 custom dress shirt fabrics. He can help you build your entire wardrobe, including suits, shirts, trousers, sports coats, and even custom tuxedos. To learn more, visit stlleaders.com. And now, to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode of the STLers Podcast, I welcome Chad Opal. Chad Opal is the owner of Front Office Strategies in Edwardsville, Illinois. He is also an Edwardsville native who played on the 1998 state championship undefeated baseball team for Edwardsville High School. He is also a member of the Southern Illinois University Edwardsville Athletics Hall of Fame, nominated in September 2014. Chad played infield with the Baltimore Orioles organization for three years after college until he was injured and became a teacher and a coach. He went into the financial service industry seeing a tight connection between coaching and advising. He enjoys educating families on investments and insurance and coaching them to make wise financial decisions. He is also the co-founder of Edwardsville Neighbors. Through their efforts, they inspire to ease the financial burdens of local families with various needs. It is my honor to welcome Chad Opal to the show. Chad Opal, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. Appreciate you coming on here today. Brian, it's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to spending some time with you today, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, we've known each other quite a while. I, I don't even know how many years it's been, but but a long time. And, uh, you know, when I started this podcast, I thought you'd be a great guest to have on just to talk about a variety of careers that you've had and and how you've made a, a pretty sizable impact on your community in Edwardsville, Illinois. And so I'm, I'm excited to kind of dive in all those to all those things today. But let's uh, let's start. I always start in the beginning. Uh, I would say in the beginning. Uh, tell me about growing up, what it was like for you and talk about your high school career. I think that's uh, a, we got a pretty remarkable story in there and then how that led into a baseball career for you. Yeah, well, uh, for those who don't know me, I'm a Edwardsville born and raised kid. Um, very fortunate to grow up in this awesome community. It's just, uh, I've seen it grow and you've seen it grow. I mean, just tremendously over the last couple of decades. And, you know, I grew up just as a, as a little kid here, uh, in town, 
and just loved being around around sports and around my buddies. Uh, luckily, had some had some some kids that I grew up with literally since kindergarten and through grade school. They ended up playing on that state championship team, which we'll talk about. But you know, it's pretty cool. You can hang out with four or five buddies and then grow up with them all the way through kindergarten, play on a base, play baseball together, and then end up you know these guys are in my weddings and it's just uh, in my wedding. Uh, just a just a fun time, and uh, both my parents are from Edwardsville, so long uh, history here. My grandparents grew up here, and um, yeah, I just had a lot of fun. Absolutely. So let's talk about the uh, high school championship team. Tell us about that. What it was for those who obviously don't know. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty fun little run. So I want to start by really kind of giving a shout out to the 1990 team, which was the first state championship team here in Edwardsville. I was a little guy. I was uh, about fifth, sixth grade. And uh, my dad and I actually went up to Springfield and watched that game. And it really hit me at that point. It's like, I want to be an Edwardsville Tiger. I, that's all I want to do is just, I want to play for coach pile and uh, somehow be fortunate enough to win a state championship and be like, just like those guys, those guys became my heroes. A lot of people said, Oh, I'm sure your, your goal in life was to, uh, to play major league baseball. And honestly, I was, I never even once thought about playing, playing big league baseball. I just thought about, I didn't even think about playing in college. All I wanted to do was be an Edwardsville Tiger and win a state championship. And, uh, you know, very fortunate that, that this group of, of guys ended up growing up together and, and uh, just continuing to get better each year. And uh, ended up our senior year, basically going 40, and 0 undefeated, running the table and uh, winning a state championship. And then, uh, and then even that summer went on to win the American Legion state championship, then won a Midwest uh, regional, and then actually ended up becoming the national champion for, there were over 5,000 American Legion teams in the, in the country and came away as the number one team that summer. So quite a, quite a fun year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, if, for those who are listening to this episode that are from Edwardsville, um, even if we weren't around, you know, you know, uh, old enough to remember a lot of that. I mean, some people may not, but I, I remember that, that year and how the buzz around town was and to go 40, you know, and win the state championship and then continue to going on and on and, and keep winning. Um, I would say in my opinion, it's probably the best baseball team the city of Edwardsville has ever had. So congratulations on that. That was a really cool ride, but talk to me how that Thank launched you. into further baseball career for you. Yeah, it's interesting. Cause uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to, uh, with my best friend uh, from kindergarten, and we were best men at each other's wedding, Matt Evers. He's a detective here in town. Um, you know, he, we were fortunate enough to be co-MVPs of the state tournament. A lot of, we had a lot of accolades, all state, you know, and just everybody around is like, man, Chad, I'm sure you had a, your pick of where to go to college. And uh, to be honest, I didn't end up even signing with SIU Edwardsville until uh, late that summer. I think it was, you know, I'm just, a, I was just a little guy. Right. And uh, nobody really wanted to take a chance on, on me. And fortunately, Bo Collins said, Hey, Chad, we'd love to have you come play for us. And don't know if you'll get to play much early on in your career, but uh, you know, love to give you an opportunity. So I'm forever in debt to those guys and, and the university, which I'm still very involved in. And I uh, was very fortunate to actually start every single game at, at SIU for four years, had a fantastic run there. We were still division two at the time. Uh, our team ended up making it to the college world series, our, our junior year. And, um, again, just, it was weird. You just, I just kept getting a little bit better every year. And, uh, I think the key was we just, I was always on good teams. 
And uh, we always had some good players, and it was just – it really elevated my game and then helped me get to another level that I didn't think really was possible in myself. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate my, my junior year, like I said, we were really good. We had uh, Dave Carruthers on our team who was ended up being a third-round draft pick by the Orioles. And we had about 20 scouts, at, it seems like, every game that, that year. And uh, luckily I got a few hits and uh, made a few good plays, I guess, when the right guys were in the stands and uh, got the opportunity to then play a little bit with the Orioles after college. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about that. You get to play for the, the Orioles. How, you know, talk to me about that experience to your, to your earlier point, you had no, no intentions of making it to the to major leagues. You just wanted to play for the Arizona high school, uh, Everett Tigers. So talk to me about how you go from that to then, you know, playing, playing for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. You know, it's interesting. And I, and I guess I, I just didn't really think that far ahead. You know, I was, even in college, I was struggling like, okay, what do I want to do in life? I really had no idea. Even after I was, even after I was graduated and, and done playing that uh, my senior year, I still really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but, you know, again, luckily got the opportunity to go play. And unfortunately it was pretty short lived after my first season there, I had shoulder surgery, went back to spring training the following year, still kind of banged up, had to have surgery again, um, rehabbed and, um, and basically the following spring training, they were like, we need to do another surgery. And at that point it was kind of like, I'm, I'm ready to retire, even though I really didn't even get a chance, but I'm still so very fortunate just to at least have seen the program and see it up close yeah. because Brian, you and I both know, man, these guys are so good. They make the game look so easy, you know, balls coming off the bat just so fast. And these guys make plays or, in the field and, or hit these balls that are moving all over the place. And, you know, you get down there and, you know, here, I thought I was pretty good. I mean, I was, was good in college. Right. And, and everybody is good. The whole lineup yeah. is solid. The whole defense is solid. Every pitcher is legit, right? You don't get to that level unless you got some really special talents. And I'm just so fortunate that I had that opportunity to do that and, and uh, just see what it was like. And then uh, kind of, you know, forcefully out of there and then kind of made me jumpstart my career. And, and uh, I really say that probably the best thing about baseball is uh, I met my wife through baseball. Uh, we were, when I was in college, I was playing in a summer league and she happened to be working at the stadium. And we met that summer and pretty much hung out every single day for that summer. And, and uh, the rest is history, 16 and a half years of marriage later and two kiddos. So very, very blessed for what baseball has provided. Absolutely. No, very cool story. So then you get out of baseball, you get into financial advising, investment advising. Um, now you just open your, your own business. So talk to me about your, your new business. Cause I know it's uh, three weeks old at this point. Talk to me about that and, and kind of what led you to get into financial advising. Yeah. So really it was uh, right after baseball, right after the career ended, I really wasn't sure what the heck I wanted to do. So I thought, well, I guess I need to stick with baseball. That's just what I know right now. So I, my first real job was coaching baseball at Rim Lake College down in Southern Illinois. And I taught down there and then I gave hitting lessons. And man, I just really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the teaching and coaching side. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I'm from Edwardsville and born and raised here. So here I, we, Kathy and I were down there for about two years and uh, we got homesick pretty quickly. My sister, who's a year younger than me, had a baby, and we were, missed that little guy so much. So we noticed we were coming back up here all the time. And 
it kind of it forced us to say, all right, we're going to move back to Edwardsville. And it kind of worked out. I was, it was like mid semester. So really there weren't a lot of teaching spots open. So it forced me to find another job and, you know, dumb luck. Uh, I, well, I, I actually went to work at enterprise for a short while, love their, their training program. You learn a lot about service and teamwork and management and just, you know, logistics and, it kind of opened my eyes like, man, I really think I do want to be in front of customers or clients and, and building relationships. And um, uh, dumb luck ended up in the financial planning world, but it really it's a direct correlation with what I started out doing, what I thought I was going to be passionate about, and that's coaching and teaching. And uh, trying to build a team around you that, that is able to help your clients uh, you know, be the best teachers we can, teaching them about investments, insurance estate planning, tax planning, whatever it might be, and then ultimately taking it to the next level and then coaching them, coaching them to do what's ultimately the right thing. Well, what we believe is the right thing for them to help them achieve their goals. So um, been doing this for almost 16 years now, and I've worked at some great places, had a lot of great mentors, um, learned a ton. And, uh, you know, just over the, over this time frame, it just, you know, I, the light bulb kind of went off and said, you know, I really kind of want to do this thing and have the autonomy to make our own decisions. And I have a great team here with, with me in, in the new firm, Evan Mount and Amanda Ponce. And, uh, you know, we just wanted to be able to create something that we feel is special and do it our own way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you think about investments and insurance, um, you know, for those people who are listening today, what are some of the most important things to remember when it either is a choosing a, an, an advisor or uh, investing in themselves or, or working with an advisor when it comes to investments? What are some things that you can, uh, that you would advise you would give on those topics? Yeah, great question. I mean, I believe really 90% of what we do is really the relationship. It's taking time. And, and there are a lot of great advisors in the community. Don't get me wrong. I have a, really the key is you want to find someone or a team of folks that they're not afraid to spend lots of time with, with their clients, really getting to know what's important to them. Cause that's at the end of the day, you know, to be able to make good recommendations, it's really trying to find out what's important to that client or the client's family, the, you know, the uh, generations of their client, of their, of their family. And, you know, just guiding them to be able to, to make good decisions. I think when looking at an investment team of, of folks, you know, I'm, I'm pretty biased on this. Uh, you know, several years ago, I got my certified financial planning designation or CFP is what, what it's referred to. You know, I think that's a big one that really says that uh, a financial advisor has taken the time to pass rigorous courses in all areas of planning, not just investment planning, but estate planning, tax planning, insurance planning, um, you know, again, helping guide clients into uh, helping th helping them focus on all, all aspects of their life. And, you know, a great example of that is, and there's nothing, nothing against Edward Jones. That was the first firm I started with, but, you know, at the time it was really investment focused. And, um, you know, here I thought I was doing a good job helping clients invest money. And that was kind of the silo we were in. And I really hadn't helped folks do a lot of planning yet. And, um, my stepfather had a, had a rare stroke in his spine and it ended up causing paralysis from his waist down, which actually led us to start our charity, which we'll talk about here, I believe. But, um, you know, really opened my eyes. It's like, 
man, I, I thought I was doing a good job as a financial advisor, but really I was only helping in one area of planning where I, there were many other areas that we really should have been looking at. So just, you know, again, it's just the career has evolved over time with the different firms that we've worked with and the, the different specialties that we've had. But I think at the end of the day, it's finding somebody who, who wants to build that relationship and look at the full scope of planning for, for their clients. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. And now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor, Enterprise Bank and Trust member FDIC. Enterprise Bank and Trust knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and I highly recommend that you check them out. To learn more, visit enterprisebank.com. And now back to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. So let's talk about your charity, uh, Edwardsville Neighbors. Talk to me, you just kind of reference on you know how it started, but let's dive a little deeper. So uh, talk about the, the mission behind the organization, how it started, and, and really where it's at today, because I know it's transformed quite a bit uh, since you started it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're extremely passionate about the, the charity. It's, it's over a decade now that we've been influencing our community or helping impact the community. Um, it really began at that time when my stepfather had that stroke. Here, here's a healthy guy, you know, uh, very active. And then all of a sudden, just boom, on an instance, he can't go back and do the, you know, his normal job. He's he's wheelchair bound. We got to build a ramp on his house, redo the bathrooms, you know, just a lot of things that happen literally in an instant. And, uh, obviously we're not medical professionals. We couldn't help him walk. We couldn't help him get healthy. So our family just kind of looked around at each other and said, well, what can we do to help? And we thought, well, let's raise some money to help kind of ease some of that financial burden. And, uh, we had our first taste of Edwardsville and really didn't even have any desire to form a, a charity at that time. Um, but we saw the impact that the community made, how generous our awesome community is and supportive and uh, raised a ton of money. And we just, you know, you could see the relief. You know, you're already going through a, you're already going through a, a, a tragic situation mentally here, just trying to get healthy. But we just saw the relief, kind of the, the air kind of let out of their shoulders. Like, okay, cool. At least we can take one thing off of our plate right now. And not have to worry about how do we pay for these upgrades in our house? How do we pay for the, how do we pay the bills and how do we figure this thing out? And, uh, you know, the community really inspired us to keep going and say, man, you guys, who are you helping next year? Like, when's the next event? And Kathy and I said, you know, we ought to, we ought to form a charity and just continue to fundraise because we all know that these instances where there's a, a medical or emergency need, they're going to continue to arise, right? They're never going to go away. So why don't we fundraise and have the funds available? So as soon as something like this happens, we can step in and help people in our community. So very, uh, you know, again, very fortunate. This awesome community has been supportive of us and very happy to say we've given over a million dollars back to individuals and or families here in district seven over the last decade. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's um, it's really cool how you guys took a tragedy in your own family. Uh, you obviously raised some money to help help with that, but then you keep kept carrying it on, um, in order to help other families, you know, in the Edwardsville area. So, uh, you kind of brought it up a minute ago, but how does a family in the city of Edwardsville, if they are in a, in need or or uh, want to apply for uh, your charity, how does that process work? 
Yeah, great question, Brian. I mean, we try to drive everything through our website, which is edwardsvilleneighbors.org. And there's a, right on the homepage there, there's a nominate button. You can click in there. What we typically see happen is, you know, Edwardsville is also a prideful community, right? So we don't see a lot of people nominate themselves, even though you can, you know, if you're going through an emergency or a medical crisis, please feel free to nominate yourself. But what typically ends up happening, Brian, is, you know, you run across a coworker or a neighbor or a friend or a family member that you know, and you just like, man, they, I could see them needing a little help right now, right? So that's what we typically see. We'll have a, a friend or family member or somebody go on, nominate that family. And all you do is give us a little bit of information. It can even be an anonymous uh, nomination if, 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 if you need be uh, or if need be. And, you know, that triggers us, it triggers someone on our board to then reach out spend some time with those folks and really get to know them and, and see what can we do as an organization to help get them through, you know, whatever they're going through. And it's, you know, we've had some, some, uh, some really, you know, we've had some good stories, good relationships. We've been able to help families get to medical treatments they otherwise couldn't have. We've typically, you know, we help pay, pay medical bills, pay mortgages, give them gas cards, food cards, you know, just our gift cards, just to help get them through whatever they're going through. And uh, the nice part is people that, who donate to us, you know, they know that we're not just handing out cash. So we're not just giving a family, you know, a check. We're actually finding out what's important to them and then making those payments to those folks. So that way, again, people who are donating to us, they know that we're using the money appropriately. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think it's, um, it's a, a great charity, great organization you guys have developed there, Edwardsville Neighbors, uh, to give back to your community and help those people in need. Um, but it also your events are, are fun events, right? The Taste of Edwardsville, you know, is a, a great event. I'm sure COVID ha- had an impact on that the last uh, tw- you know, 12 months. Uh, but hopefully at some point you guys can get back to having, you know, your events where people can get together, enjoy the food around the community, socialize, uh, listen to some music and just have a nice night out all while raising money for people who really have the need uh, for those donations. Um, I think it's just a great way to bring the community together, uh, but also help those out in need. I think it's a, it was a great idea, a great charity, and you know, hats off to you guys for creating it and keep carrying it on because I know it's a lot of work. Well, thanks. We appreciate that. It, it, definitely, uh, it definitely is a lot of work, but that's, but that's okay. We signed up for that, and we have, you know, fortunately have a great board, uh, we've had a great board for the last decade and we have lots of great volunteers. And, you know, as you know, Brian, this community, if, if you just ask, people will people will give, right? They'll either give their time, they're, they're happy to write checks, they're happy to show up, they roll up their sleeves, get to work. Um, you know, it's just a phenomenal community. And and uh, Kathy and I said when, when we started this, like, all right, all we got to do is really make sure that, that this event is fun and people will show up and support it. And luckily, the Luckily, the, the passion behind the charity has really, you know, allowed people to also continue to give and want to show up. But I'm glad that you've enjoyed our events. And, uh, yeah, we hope to get back to – I don't know if uh, Taste of Edwardsville will be back in 2021, but we hope for sure it'll be be back in 2022. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about leadership just real quick. I know you've obviously, uh, you've led people. Now you own a company. You, know, you were obviously on a baseball team, both high school, college, and, and uh, for the Orioles. Talk to me about leadership and what's a valuable lesson that you've learned uh, along your career when it comes to uh, leadership and lessons of, that are applicable to all leaders. Yeah, good question. You know, I've been, 
I've been very fortunate through just throughout my life to have some good, some good leaders around me. Um, and it started with my parents um, as, as a kid and then into, into high school with some phenomenal coaches, Tom Pyle, uh, Mike Waldo, Daryl Butler, had some great coaches at SIU, and then really had some great business mentors here at, throughout my business career. Uh, Brett Gilland was one who, who runs my former, our former firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors. But, uh, you know, I think one of the, uh, the books that, that I read that really stands out as far as kind of something I take to heart is uh, it's called The Dream Manager by Matthew Kelly. I don't know if you've heard of that one or read that one. Um, but it's, it's phenomenal. It's really about, in, it's, it's about finding what's important to all the people around you, specifically your team that you work with every day right? Your staff or people that you're connected with. And it's finding out what's important and what is their dream and how can you, as someone that's in their life, help them achieve their dreams? You know, it might be something little, but it's just whatever you're, whatever you're doing. I mean, that's really about what life's about, right? It's about yeah. enjoying life. It's about fulfilling our dreams. It's going after the things that we want most importantly in life. And, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's a good story because, you know, I tell my team this, like, I want them to go after their dreams. And this, the scary part, and the reason I think leaders are scared to go down that path is because sometimes that dream might actually take them away from you, right? Yeah. Like, I tell Evan every day, like, man, I, you know, I would, I would hate it if you leave our firm, but if your dream is to do something different or your dream is to start your own firm or your dream or whatever, like, dude, I want you to go after that dream. Sure. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be a better, you're going to be more productive at work if you're going after your dream. You're going to be more productive if you're going after your dream of whatever it is at home. And, uh, and that's what life's about. So that's probably, that's the uh, biggest uh, tool or I guess uh, inspiration I'd send out to all those leaders out there. It's a great book. Absolutely. So I was in this po uh, podcast, Chad, with the same question, and that's just to try to give some piece of tangible advice to the people listening to this episode. So if you could give a piece of advice to whether it's life advice, business advice, anything along those lines to somebody listening to this episode, what piece of advice would you leave them with today? Yeah, great question. And I think uh, I've definitely been trying to live this piece of my own advice here over the last uh, decade plus. And that's just really, it, you know, we all want to be connected to people, but I think we need to flip that around a little bit and, and try to be the connector. If you can be, become the connector, you'll end up getting connected. And I just love, you know, I, I love spending time with people. I think anytime you can jump on a, jump on a podcast, spend time with hearing people's stories. I think if, uh, you know, I love my favorite, my favorite meeting of the day is a meet first thing meeting of the morning, 30 minute coffee meeting with either a friend, a family member, a community leader. I mean, it obviously doesn't even have to be a client or a prospect, like just spend time with people. Because at that point, you get to know what, what's going on in their world, and you can become the connector to those folks. And if you're connecting people, good things will happen Absolutely. in your life, personally and professionally. Absolutely. No, that's great advice. There's a book out there called The Go-Giver um, that talks about that as well. And uh, I, try to, I try to live by that as well, is to help other people. And to your point, it, it all circles back to you. So, Chad, on behalf of the S. Taylor's podcast, I appreciate you coming on here today, talking about your baseball career, opening your firm front office, um, as well as talking about Edwardsville neighbors. Uh, appreciate what you're doing for the city of Edwardsville and the community that you live in and being a great STL leader. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the time. And uh, thanks so much for having me on the show. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.